Hello again. Now, many years ago, I was a junior doctor on call for surgical admissions, and a young man in his early 20s was admitted for intravenous antibiotic therapy, hence cutting his finger on a tin lid. The cut itself being about half an inch and seemingly superficial and innocent, but it had become slightly infected over the following days, and despite initially taking some oral antibiotics, he had this pink line of infection tracking up his right arm to the elbow. It was chirpy, cheeky, and made light of what should have been a few days at most confined hospital bed, with his right arm raised in a sling whilst the treatment was given by a drip into his left side. However, and I'll never forget this of course, the infection continued to spread. And over the following ten days, he lost his right arm, amputated above the elbow, went into kidney failure, needed dialysis, then put on life support, that eventually his life support was actually withdrawn. He died of invasive streptococcal sepsis. As we note the spike of young deaths in the south of the UK, all medics will understand the power potentially to wreak havoc of these tiny dots of simple bacteria, streptococcus type A, a.k.a. type A strep, as we term it for brevity. However weirdly this bacteria <laughs> looks and sounds, it remains routinely sensitive to simple old penicillin V, phenoxymethyl penicillin, the initial sort, readily available, cheap as chips, and often used to treat the typical day-to-day infections we usually find associated on the street with uh, strep infections, classically tonsillitis, or ear infections, or sinusitis. It's a close cousin of, well, the pneumococcus, characteristic seen under the microscope as dipococci, i.e. clumps of two dot bacteria stuck together. Classically, of course, a cause of, well, pneumonia. The pneumovax, pneumonia vaccine, routinely offered to the O's, the over 65s of age, and in lots of other risk groups, helps guard against uh, this particular invasive bacteria, helps boost our immunity, Versus this bug, of which there are lots of strains, mainly covered in the jab. Funnily enough, another <laughs> diplococcus looks just like streptomoniae. Well, <coughs> gonorrhea looks just like that, weirdly. Again, turning to uh, infections. Over nearly three years now, we've seen little interaction in our preschool-aged children due to COVID restrictions and relative isolation. So the virus and bacteria strains waiting in the wings are given a free run at now large swathes of relatively lacking immunity due to lack of social interaction, contacts, i.e. young children and the like, the results are inevitable. In some youngsters that pick up this bug via typically direct contact, touching a surface where it may be lurking, or some fingers, some hands, or hugging, or kissing, or just playing, may develop scarlet fever or scarlet fever or scarlatina which is another term some people think scarlatina is mild scarlet fever is more severe but basically it's the same thing often seen in a young child with a fever a sore throat sometimes not a bad one or a headache or even a tummy ache this odd appearance of what we term circumoral pallor as the lips turn sort of very red almost like lipstick's been applied the shrouding skin not so so it appears relatively pale the tongue stuck out looks like a strawberry, strawberry tongue. The little pebble standing out bright red, so it does look like a strawberry. 
The throat, very red too. Sometimes not even tonsillitis, just a very red throat all round the back. The rash, like sunburn, from face to chest to tummy and then occasionally all over. Classic scarlet fever or scarlatina. If you say to mums and dads, oh, it's scarlatina, oh, that's not bad. If you say scarlatina, oh, that's terrible. The local graveyards, of course, pre-penicillin days, are littered with children's headstones. As this, like measles and the like, were common then causes of an early gathering by the Almighty. We typically, if not allergic, then treat strep A infections with penicillin for, ideally, 10 days. Many, I'm sure, not taking the full course as they recover quickly. Tonsillitis cases, though, beware. Yes, it goes away, <laughs> as you're fed up taking these things typically four times a day, and you stop doing so, then about 10 days or so later, it comes back worse than the original bout. So please, please, if it's 10 days suggested, we think 10 days it should be. Alternatives to penicillin, of course, are available for those who are penicillin allergic. <sighs> Haven't seen much strep infection, though, have to say recently. It's all been very hot kids and children and babies, mainly wheezing. Wheezing their heads off and coughing with high fevers with this RSV infection, respiratory situ virus. It's that time of year. It's the season of giving. Not sure though. Is it giving? Viruses and bacteria though don't need gift wrapping. Just a warm environment full of potential victims, or shall we say, in these convivial times, hosts. Hmm. Until next week. Cheerio. <laughs>